0: This is Let's Talk to Lucy, starring Lucille Ball. A very warm welcome to you all. I'm Gary Morton, and now, let's talk to
1: Lucy.
2: Hi, this is Lucy. And as Gary said, welcome. Welcome to our very first show. This is a very exciting event for me to be back on radio. Now, you might ask, what's so exciting about a radio show in view of all the television I do? Well, most of my professional life, I have been saying words somebody else wrote for me. Oh, I've had some pretty wonderful writers. But nevertheless, I've been playing a role. And now, I I just wanna be me, Lucille Ball. You know, through the years, people have written me thousands of letters asking about my personal life, my family, my home, my friends, my experiences in show business. And now, radio gives me the opportunity to answer them in person. So, you see, you really gave me the idea for my radio show, and I hope you continue to write me letters. Now, just send them to Let's Talk to Lucy, Desi Lou, Hollywood. My husband, Gary Morton, will also be on hand. He happens to produce our show, and on occasion, I'm sure he'll be very happy to give us a male point of view. In the weeks to come, I I want to share with you the things that I do, the interests I have, the trips I make, the people I meet. I've made a lot of wonderful friends over the years and I'd like to have you meet them in a way that, well, maybe you've never met them before. Like for instance, my next door neighbor, Jack Benny, and our good friends Gene and Dean Martin, Bing Crosby, Bob Hope, and Danny Kaye, whom you all know is a wonderful performer, but did you know he is one of the world's greatest cooks? And that's one of the things Danny and I are going to talk about right now. Our very first guest, On our very first show, Mr. Danny Kaye. Wow. (laughs) Danny boy, I am so pleased to have you with us today, and I'm very grateful to you for coming over to Desilu and doing this little interview for our listeners. Danny, you happened to mention on the set today that you are going to Hong Kong for just a week. Now, why would you go to Hong Kong for just one week?
3: Well, I'd go to Hong Kong for one week to go to a cooking school. A cooking school? Yeah, just to kind of brush up. You know, I have a whole Chinese kitchen in my house. Yes, I know that. All right, so I'm going to go and... <laughs> and I'm going to find out how to chop and to and to cleave and to slice. Did you ever see those big Chinese cleavers? There? Yes, I have. You can come back without a finger or two. Yes, that is true. What, uh, Do you
2: cook at all? Yes, I cook, but I'm a very plain cook. What now, does that mean? Well, I don't know
3: what that means.
2: Steaks and chops, and I can make strawberry shortcake, but I don't make pies. I can make cakes, but I, uh, What's so plain plain about that? Well, that's plain American cooking, you know, steak and potato and gravy and biscuits and and vegetables. I can do all that, but uh, nothing fancy, no fancy desserts. I can set the table, do the shopping, and get the family very well fed.
3: All right, then I'm going to ask you, what is commonly called plain American cooking? Steak and potatoes.
2: Pot but they roast.
3: Have, honey, they have steak and potatoes in France. They have steak and potatoes in England. They have yes, ste- but
2: they add wine sauces and cheese Not sauces. Not necessarily. And they they dote on souffles. and Yes, yes, they do. You know that. In France, they, they cook most of the time with wine. Well,
3: isn't the American cuisine really an outgrowth of all the different nationalities. Yes, but long since they
2: dropped the wine sauces, unless they want to get very fancy, and resort to what they still call the French way of cooking. But the American, New England type boiled dinner and that type of thing. And cabbage. And cabbage. New England boiled dinner. that, That stuff we were brought up on, and I do know how to prepare that sort of thing.
3: Did they eat a lot of that in Jamestown?
2: Yes, in Jamestown you had New England boiled dinners and yeah,
3: big steaks
2: yeah. and pork roasts. and.
3: I want to I wanna explain something to you. A lot of people think barbecuing is very simple. You know, you get a piece of meat and you put it on the barbecue and, boy, it's great. But there's a lot more to it than I just agree. With- just putting I me agree
2: on. with you. I think the sauce is very, very important. And well, I may go time... to
3: Indiana to a barbecue school. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going. I'm going to go to some school, something <laughs> or
2: else. You really are a scholar. Right now I understand you are studying very, very hard for what?
3: Well, it's on the way to an ATR rating, which means an air transport rating.
2: What are you going to do with that when you get it?
3: Well, I'll apply to American Airlines, I suppose, for a job, you know, because I'd like to have something to fall back on when I'm through in show business. You That'll know. be
2: the day when you're through in show yeah, business.
3: Yeah, well... Now,
2: who wants to ride in a plane with an 83-year-old pilot?
3: Well, no. I'll be able to fly until I'm 80. But then I'll have not to Not with give me, a... you won't, buddy. Oh. Well, you flew with me, Yeah, Lucy. but you weren't 83. Yeah, I know that, but almost. I was very close to it. It was fun. <laughs>
4: like
3: you know, I don't know whether you know this or not, ladies and gentlemen, but one, one day when Lucy and I were doing a special about a year ago... Uh, She had to go up and visit Gary in Las Vegas and I said what are you doing at 4 o'clock and she said not very much and I said well why don't you come on with me and we'll fly up to Las Vegas and we'll surprise Gary. And She said oh that'll be fine. So we got on the plane and I said okay you sit in the co-pilot seat which she did. I said put your hands on the wheel and don't you know she took the plane off.
2: Oh and you know I lost 10 years on my life. Oh, you had a
3: fine time. <laughs> Wasn't it a nice smooth lovely flight? It was. It was
2: it was. I've only found one pilot that's a little bit better than you and that's Arthur Godfrey.
3: Well, he's been at it a little bit longer than I know. I, have. I know.
2: Arthur says that I could learn to fly if I was of, course a, you of a mind. Anybody
3: can. Not anybody. Anybody can learn to fly. Anybody can do anything if you put your mind to it. Well, that's true. That's true. Yeah. I certainly feel that. I could even, you know, learn to cook plain American food, I think.
2: Well, that that I don't know. I don't know about you with the plain American food. That would be difficult. I think difficult, that right? is difficult well. because I never saw anybody make so many conglomerations as you
3: do. Come plain on, you be fine.
2: Yes, I enjoy it, but Blind. plain American food I think would be very difficult for you.
3: No, it wouldn't. Plain American food is wholesome, but so is bratwurst and sauerkraut.
2: You know, uh, Danny,
3: what?
2: plain American food may be very difficult for you, but for the plain American... To like Danny Kaye, I find, is very, very easy. Oh, isn't it? In the last year, I tell you, you have millions of fans that you didn't know you had. Am I right?
3: Lucy, well, I I hope you're right. I have never had a better time in my whole life than I had this last year. It shows. Friends of of mine were saying, oh, you know, weekly television show, it's terribly wearing and you're going to be exhausted. Well, I never felt better, I never felt this productive, I haven't felt this creative, I haven't felt this stimulated in a long time. I can't wait for the season to start again.
2: I know, I know you're telling the truth, and it shows in your work. And I just hope that you uh, continue feeling like that for well, a long time.
3: I'm sure I will. If they continue to want us on the show, then we'll keep on doing it.
2: I was so glad when you decided on a musical variety show, too, yeah. because I think that most of America had been... Um, well, sort of not allowed to see the real Danny Kay the way we know Danny Kay, and only a small handful of people (laughs) had seen you in concert. Yeah. And uh, I am very, very glad that you decided to do this type of show because
3: it's perfection. Oh, no, no, it isn't perfection, Lucy. What it is is a great deal of fun.
2: Thank you very much for being with me this morning. It's been a great pleasure. I'll come and do it again with you. Well,
3: thank you. Okay.
2: Bye now. Hi, this is Lucy. Again, I am talking to you from Las Vegas, Nevada, the entertainment capital of the world. I am at the Sands Hotel, and this week I have had as my guest Red and Georgia Skelton. And today I'm going to talk to two of the loveliest showgirls in Las Vegas, two of the Copa girls. These girls are comparable to the Ziegfeld girls of yore, the most beautiful, the most sought-after young ladies in America. Now, everyone has a different concept of these long-stemmed American beauties. Let's talk to them. Hi there, pretty one. Hi. What's your name?
5: Linda Lewis.
2: Linda Lewis. Yes. And how long have you been a Copa girl?
5: Uh, since last December.
2: Since last December? Yes. That's a long time for a job in Las Vegas, isn't it? Yes. Most of the girls flit in and out so fast, I understand. You like your work
5: very much did very you much.
2: ever work any other place in Las Vegas
5: um well I got married up here and you I had my did two children here yes. you
2: have two children yes, what two ages
5: almost three and four
2: Oh, what wonderful ages. What are they, boy and girl?
5: No, two little girls.
2: Oh, you lucky girl. Two little dolls that you wind up every morning. (laughs) do they wind you up? They
5: wind me (laughs) up.
2: How do you manage working uh, the show so late at night and taking care of your children? Do you have help from your mother?
5: Uh, No, it's not really that difficult because they get up about nine and then I take a nap with them in the afternoon.
2: You know, that's that's amazing. I don't think many people across America are going to associate... uh, home loving mother with a Copa girl do you mind if I ask how old you are
5: no I'm 21
2: that is young and to have two children where are you from originally
5: Los Angeles I've been here for five years though I've lived in Las Vegas for five years
2: and what do you think you are going to do eventually just stop working and take care of your children or are you planning something else
5: well, I really don't know. I love to dance, and I'd like to keep on taking dancing lessons and just raise the girls and, mm-hmm. you know, be a dancer and a mother.
2: I think those of us who are doing what we want to do are so lucky. Oh, yes. Um, you have a house?
5: Yes, yes. And we you take care home.
2: of a house and everything? Yes. Without help?
5: No, without any help.
2: Well, for heaven's sake, who takes care of the children when you're here?
5: I have a, a professional nurse that comes in and babysits for me weekly
2: and she's good
5: yes you're very
2: lucky there too they're kind of scarce
5: linda you certainly are not the usual
2: type of uh, of vegas showgirl according to what i've heard Um, do you agree with that do you do you think
5: that you're the usual type las vegas showgirl oh i really don't know if i'm the usual type but there are a lot of girls that work on the strip that are married and have children and don't go out and drink all night. They go home right after work. We're just like any other group of dancers, any other place in the United States. We love to have a home. And it's just that I love Las Vegas so much that I wouldn't want to go and dance any place else. And the girls here are not bad girls that they're supposed to be. They're very nice girls and clean-cut girls. Well, the whole situation here, you can meet nice people, you know.
2: Yes, if... Uh If that's what you want, that's what you can find any place. actually, isn't it? Thank you, Linda. You're most interesting and adorable. Thank you. Thank you. Hello. Hi. May I ask your name? Charlotte Nort. Charlotte Nort? Mm Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, Charlotte, I think you're one of the most beautiful girls I've ever seen. How long have you been a Copa girl?
4: Thank you. Oh, I've been here quite a while, about seven years. Seven years? Mm Mm-hmm. You must be very well-liked around here. Well, I like working here very much, too. I've been very happy here. What do you do, uh,
2: Charlotte, when uh, the stage door johnnies uh, start after you? How do you discourage them? (laughs) By running
4: away, I guess. (laughs) Are you married? Uh, No, I was married. Uh Do you have any children? Mm -hmm. I have two children. You have? Mm -hmm. What ages? Ten and twelve. And how do you manage? Well, they're uh, pretty grown-up and mature children, and most of the time they take care of themselves. But of course, I have a sitter Uh that stays with them while I'm at work, and uh, during school I get up in the morning and see them off, and then of course I go back to bed. But you do have to get up every morning. Oh yes, to make sure they're up because uh, well, ten and twelve is a little help. How
2: did you manage all the years when they weren't ten and twelve? Well, I
4: did have them with my folks for uh, a few years. My mother's a big help to me. I don't oh, know what I'd do gosh, I do. I don't know it. what I do without my family either. <laughs> oh, they really are a blessing, mothers. <laughs> yes, they sure are. Do you think our
2: children will talk about us that way? Oh, I hope so. <laughs> How do you get along with the girls in the in the chorus? Very nicely. If you have been here seven years, do they look upon you as the queen?
4: Oh, <laughs> oh that's a funny joke, for <laughs>
2: me. No for laughing.
4: To that, huh? of, no, that's <laughs> the joke of the dressing room. <laughs> it's so funny that you should say that. Why? Well, that's sort of my nickname, the Queen. <laughs> well, why? Because they love <laughs> because you? Because I have been here so long, I guess. Well, don't they respect you for it? Well, I hope so.
2: I think that it's a pretty good assumption that they do, and that they wish that they had had that background that you have here. This, as I said, you are comparable to the old Ziegfeld girls of yore. I say old Ziegfeld girls because it's been several years since the Ziegfeld girls were the leading feminine pulchritude of America. But the Copa girls, I think, are the outstanding girls of America. And I think the American housewives just wonder what one is like. And I'm so delighted to have a chance to talk to you and to find out that you have children, both of you, and take this job in its stride, get up in the morning, get your children off to school. I wonder how most of the American housewives housewives would handle that. I think it would be very difficult for me. Well, I
4: think any, any working mother regardless of what her hours are, would handle it the same way. Yes, except because, that yours are a little later. Yeah, it's a little difficult. But, but you uh, get used to it. You get adjusted to it. Mm-hmm. Are you in love at the moment? No, I'm not, unfortunately. What kind of a man are you looking for, Charlotte? A stable man. A stable man, one mm-hmm. who works with horses? <laughs> <laughs> well, not that kind. <laughs>
2: but, it, well... You mean a home-loving man? Yes. You mean one who really appreciates the inside of a home? Mm-hmm. You know there are a lot of people who don't there are a lot of people who have houses but they're not homes some people think that a, uh, a home is just some place to hang their hat and their clothes and rush in and out and leave on Fridays and get away from I uh, I'm with you I think that a home is a place to be enjoyed and I think that uh, we're very lucky if we find someone who shares that I have and uh, I can speak from experience Thank you, Charlotte. It's been wonderful talking to you. I think you two beautiful Copa girls are an outstanding example of a wonderful American institution.
4: I thank you very much.
2: Well, Gary, it's been great fun visiting with our friends here in Las Vegas, hasn't it?
0: It sure has, honey.
2: You know, there's something about Las Vegas that's like no other place in the world. I suppose it's a change of pace to really get away and see these wonderful shows and... Even though the pace is sometimes hectic, I find it very relaxing, a complete change. Always gives me a new perspective. But, ooh, how we miss the children, huh? But there's always great excitement when we get home because they know we're going to bring them some little surprise. Nothing elaborate, just little souvenirs of our trip to let them know that we were thinking of them. And have you ever noticed when you're away for a few days how much your children seem to have grown? They sort of shoot up when you're not looking. You're so right. Bye now. Hi, this is Lucy. I'm talking to you from New York and I'm pulling a switch on my good friends Peter Lynn Hayes and Mary Healy, Mr. and Mrs. Peter Lynn Hayes. You see, Peter and Mary have their own radio show and have interviewed me many times, but now it's my turn. I have a few kind of homey questions I want to ask you, but really I just want to catch up on your activities. First of all, are you still living in New Rochelle?
3: Same house, 14 years now.
0: We judge it by that clown's uh, (laughs) age sitting over there. He's he's 15 years old, and we moved in when he was six months old. When he could get in the door, right? Yeah, now we have to get a taller house.
2: I understand he's an electronic
0: genius. Well, he's some sort of an electronic nut. He's had the basement in orbit three times. (laughs) (laughs) He likes, he just loves electronics, that's all.
2: Are you uh, still trying to... uh, Spend some of your time in the nightclub business, Peter?
0: No, we don't work uh, supper clubs anymore, Lucy. <coughs> Why not? Well, first of all, we're so fond of our children, and uh, I've become a boatnik. I just uh, I just bought the CBS radio tower, the old. I did. What? I, what are you talking I, about? I'm out of my skull. I bought the island <coughs> that CBS used to have the radio tower on. I bought it. Why? I'm sending for my mother. <laughs> <laughs> And I want to keep her out of the house. (laughs) (laughs) Hazy Hazy said, no man is an island. And I said, just watch. And I bought the CBS Tower. And it's an island completely surrounded by Hopkins, (laughs) her husband. (laughs) She's going to mount machine guns on it. And uh, I don't know what we're going to do with it, but I called CBS. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, do me a favor. I've done a lot of benefits for you. I want to buy that island. And now I'm on the hook.
2: Well, Either I think that's marvelous.
0: Lucy, I'm a boatnik. Mary uh, kind of is a half boatnik. Yeah. We have the Queen Mary floating around the Sound, yeah. running into rocks here and there. Yeah. And I bought the CBS Tower Island. It's only about 125 feet square, but it's, it's going to be a lovely place to jump off of someday. <laughs>
2: You're going to put a house on it, you mean?
0: Yes. Mm.
2: Is, is Gracie really coming east to live?
0: Yes. Uh, uh, if she can get a very strong riding crop, and and get on top of Hoppy
2: (laughs) and ride him east. (laughs)
0: She'll be here before the first leaf falls.
2: (laughs) I don't know whether the audience knows that your mother was the famous Grace Hayes. A very wonderful performer. Incidentally, she has been living in Las Vegas for the last few years.
0: Yeah, in the words of Red Skelton, she went there for arthritis, and she got it, and uh, that's where she sits. <laughs> she, she says the weather is very good for arthritis. <laughs> and she's walking proof of it sometimes.
2: <laughs> well, I'll be glad to see her again. Maybe if I get up to New Rochelle then in the near future. Hey, do you still take your boat down the down the what? The well, Sound? I, well, I used to go down into New York
0: into the East River when I used to work for Arthur Godfrey. But uh, that, I worked for Arthur for four and a half years, and he's still on radio here. on Oh, S- yeah,
2: that's why I'm on radio, yeah. because you and Arthur talked me into it. Oh, well, wonderful. wonderful. Right,
0: Arthur thinks it's the greatest medium in the world, and so do I.
2: And so do I, and I certainly hope I have as much success on it as you and Arthur have had. You know, recently, Gary and I were in Virginia at uh, Arthur's farm, Beacon Hills. We had the most marvelous weekend, and I had presence of mind enough, thank goodness, to take my movie camera, so I have some sensational home movies. Of course, I broke my arm doing it practically, winding that thing all day long and shooting like a fiend for five hours, but I got it, and I've got it cut, and I sent a, a hunk of it to Arthur and his wife and thanked them for a wonderful weekend. We were down there in May for the Apple Blossom Festival when all of the Mary, you won't believe, oh, it is so beautiful, wild plum, lilac, apple blossoms, uh, dogwood, and red bud all in blossom all around you it, it was just fabulous
4: lucy you're oh, yes. a farm girl remember the farm, farm when yes northridge northridge while well, you had all those trees you were always out there working in the garden i loved it having a vegetable
2: garden all kinds of goodies i love northridge and i loved the ranch i was i don't miss it now uh but i did for a long time I wanted to pick it up bodily and move it in closer to town. Our place in Beverly Hills now has a wonderful backyard that's like a little park and we have a pool that you haven't seen. So now we're enjoying our backyard very much. So that's I don't miss it so much. the house we visited in Beverly. In Beverly, it's on, on Roxbury yeah. next door to Jack yes. Benny. I remember the house. We were there once, one night. Well, we've done it all over and it's gay and cheerful now and a lot more livable now that I got the New York stage out of my system and finished with all that Wildcat business I thought
0: Wildcat was great and the night we saw you you had just fallen off of the tower yes and you had your legs all bandaged up
2: oh I had more things happen to me in that show I just couldn't help it I I wasn't uh, physically uh, able to keep up with the show because I started in a bad physical condition you see you have to be quite uh, ready for something for the regimentation of a show
0: I'll never forget the afternoon we visited you And you were rehearsing to records. You were trying to uh, work on the singing in Beverly. And uh, as I was leaving, I looked at you and I went, (laughs) and you said, "How do you do that?" And I said, "No, you're too busy now." (laughs) I learned it. And an hour later, and I used. Let me hear it. That's it.
2: (laughs) It is so awful looking. you know, I, I put it in one of my television shows once, and they made me take it out. They said, it just looks dreadful, but it's such fun to do. I did it on the stage in Wildcat one night, and they just roared. I didn't dare do it again. You can't always do it anyway. I am so delighted that I've had a chance to catch up with you. Are you coming to California soon? You wouldn't think of living in California again, though.
0: No, not at all.
2: You love it back here, uh, too. Much. I adore it back here. Well, I can understand that. I would like to live uh, where you live. New York City petrifies me. It just terrifies me.
0: Well, it's kind of tropical in California, and you'll be amazed now. When you get back, you'll suddenly look at people driving cars or walking on the street, and you'll you'll want to sort of wind them up and make them walk a little faster. <laughs> yeah,
2: because I Because it's kind feeling. of slow. I know, I know, but I, we appreciate it so much. Of course, Gary's a golf nut.
0: So uh, what's his handicap now?
2: I think it's uh, nine. I'm well, not I'll sure. Well, I'll have to
0: play that boy. What's yours? A 9 I'm an eight. eight. Yeah, I have to give him a shot.
2: He's out playing with Mr. Aubrey today at Sleepy Hollow, and he had never played Sleepy Hollow before, and it, he just called and said how beautiful it was.
0: Oh, you'll have some experiences when he comes home, because that's one of the toughest golf courses in Westchester.
2: And I think he saw Ichabod.
0: He, yeah, well, Sleepy Hollow, naturally, yeah. the headless horseman. Yeah, you know. so
2: I think he's running around
0: up there. He's the caddy master up
2: there. Gary, <laughs> Gary sounded very weird. Well, Peter and Mary, thank you so much for coming. You know, one of of these things about these interviews is they do give me a chance to catch up on the activities of my friends. And this is something that I promised my listeners that they could listen in when I was uh, talking regular talk. You know, they don't believe out there in the (laughs) vast America that we have um, any problems or any home life or anything like that. And I, I think you have done a lot to convince them. You talk sort of that way about what goes My on children? in your house and your Michael's children.
0: Michael's 15 and Kathy's 13.
4: How
2: old are your two now? Uh, Desi is 11 and Lucy is 13.
4: But you know, Lucy, I was thinking a moment ago when you were talking about Arthur Godfrey's trees and the various types of trees, and I suddenly saw, uh, the Lucy that I know, not the I love Lucy of the screen. And I think maybe on radio this is a thing that'll come across to your listeners. And uh, they'll get to know another side of Lucy that we know and love.
2: Thank you, Mary. That is such a nice thing. I'm hoping that 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 will
0: happen. You watch. You'll get the warmest response you've ever had in your fabulous career.
2: I'm really hoping that that will happen. I've never had a chance to be anything but a character. And I get many, many questions when I go out around the country that uh, sort of pointed me in the direction of what I want to do on radio. I said, well, if they ask that kind of a question when I am addressing a group, like I talk in colleges and universities and women's groups and whatnot all around, so I guess they are interested in that sort of thing. That's so nice of you to say that, Mary. Thank you. And I'll see you next time I'm in town, huh? Goody. I, I talked to Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Tomorrow, friends, my guest will be Miss Carol Channing, the star of Broadway's Hello, Dolly. I hope you'll listen in. Bye now. Hi, this is Lucy. And I'm talking to you from New York City. The other evening, Gary and I went to the St. James Theater to see Hello, Dolly, the Broadway show all New York is raving about. And after the performance, we went backstage to chat with the star of the show, Miss Carol Channing. So please join us now in Carol's dressing room. Hi, Carol. You know, we're going home soon, and we just couldn't go without saying hello, Dolly, goodbye.
1: Hello, little Lucy. <laughs> goodbye. You're going back to the West Coast now.
2: Well, pretty soon, so we just dropped by, and I thought perhaps you could give us some information, dear, on how long you're going to be stunning audiences here in New York. What are your plans?
1: Well, I don't know. I made a special thing in the contract before we opened, Lucy, that I get to tour
2: yes I know that's
1: what I want to hear about isn't that great because you see you owe it to the road when you have a hit show to tour it when do you you start yes I think it's a
2: marvelous thing for you to say too because very few people say it
1: well it's important I mean you have to you
3: you know.
2: know I want America to see you in this anyway
3: you do, yeah.
1: Oh,
2: when did, when would you leave? Like a year from now?
1: I don't know. Oh, I don't think so. That would cut it too short. I think I just don't know. But Gower's coming tomorrow, which is wonderful because Fred Astaire was here last night. Now you know how Gower feels about Fred Astaire, because all choreographers do. Yeah. And and Fred Astaire came last night, and look, Lucy, he sent this note. We all got it tonight, so we put it on the cast social bulletin board. Hello, dear Carol. My appreciation to you and your show. The most precisely wonderful and. Thrilling thrilling evening in showbiz. Precise. Isn't that wonderful for Fred Astaire to say? I mean, if you come up to Fred Astaire's idea of being precise, this yes. show, well, the kids are besides them, themselves. Yeah. And he sent these roses, so I gave one rose to each member of the company because they made the precision, you know. Mm-hmm. So we've got <laughs> But wasn't that good? Oh, he's a delightful man, and I know when you get appreciation from him. Yes, but we're still full of him. He was here last night. We spent about five days up in the clouds over you when you came. You came I had a ball. Oh, we knew it. I just love We it. saw your little white gloves beating away. <laughs> that was the funniest thing Lucy doesn't <laughs> clap down in her lap like all the nice ladies. You know. She uh-huh. them right up near and goes, Hey, and then she nudges people. And she whistles and stomps and she d- but she led that whole side of the house, sort of like now, fellas, this is the time. She really did. Well, it's
2: a thrilling performance, uh, Carol, and I'm I'm delighted for you.
1: Oh, I'm glad
2: America's going to get to see you, I really am. That's going to be a long time, the time that you're going to be in Dolly, though. If you're here for a couple more years, yes, and on the road for a couple of
1: years, that's like six years you will have been with Dolly. Oh, I, I don't mind do you, that's a good six oh, years. That's marvelous. It's such a good show, it's something all of us should... should have
2: a show this good to work in. I hope you have it in your contract to do the picture and everything so you really cover the (laughs) circuit. Well, we'll see how that works out. All I care about is touring the United States. Yeah. You know? I guess probably you wouldn't have time to do everything.
1: I don't know. We'll have to see. Do
2: you have any children, Carol?
1: Yes. I have have that boy up there on the bulletin board. He went to French holiday camp for boys this year and he came back spieling French. He's so excited he got an A in French in school. How old is he? Eleven. And he's up to my chin.
2: No kidding.
1: Yes, don't they grow though these yeah, I have an eleven-year-old too. I didn't
2: know you had. You know, I saw
1: this when I came in, but I didn't know if it was your son. Oh, of course, yours is eleven years old. You and I were carrying at the same time. Oh, really? I mean, I used to watch your uh, 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 I Love Lucy yes. when I was carrying Chan, and I thought, oh, thank goodness, she looks just like I do. Because <laughs> oh, I thought maybe there's something wrong, you know. <laughs> No, I was the
2: biggest pregnant woman in the country. Oh, you weren't as big as I was, (laughs) though. No,
1: you looked awful cute. Some of those little (laughs) outfits were awful funny. And, uh, no, I remember that. Chan and your boy were being carried at the same time. Well he he's a wonderful boy and he got an a in french and his reward was he could go to this french camp and he did and he still talk, he just got back and he's talking a blue streak where's the him. french camp la boule b-a-u-l-e it's 45 minutes out of paris it's a beach town oh, and heaven he, sick, he's over there all alone no no he was there at this it's a boys uh, camp and he went with Mary son. oh you know i'm so proud of chan and so he brought me that menu that's that's all in french the clem flesh for dessert—that's fresh cream. They just <laughs> sent me fresh cream. Could you imagine?
2: Isn't that a wonderful thing that Eve Arden? Uh, I know you just said hello to her for the first time in a couple of years. Yes, she's going to write a book about her experiences over in—is um, she? London and Spain, wherever she took her four, four or five children. Four children. And spent a year and a half over there, and they yes. all had a wonderful time.
1: And they l- they absorbed all of oh, Europe in yes. that time. Isn't that good for them? But she spent every minute with them. I really envy. You know, I understudied Eve Arden. That was my first job. What show? In Let's Face It, Danny Kaye's Let's Face It. Really? Was that yeah. before London Ear? Uh, yes, it was before Lendonier and it was actually after No for an Answer. I saw you in Lendonier and I'll never forget that night. Oh yes, I remember at when you Ladiola were at the Girl. Las Palmas. Oh, you came yes. backstage. Yes, I remember, and you talked to me. That was a great evening. Gee, you were nice to me, Lucy. Well, and I, I like was ta- saying I dig talent. Well, I was telling you something about, do you know what they're paying us, $34.10 a week? And you said, honey, you should pay them to be in this show. <laughs>
2: it was a wonderful start for a lot of people, it? Wasn't
1: was. It? it was. And you said, this is so good. And you said, go to New York, for heaven's sakes. Go. Gee, you really pushed me, you know. Now you're pushing me on the road. Thank you. <laughs> oh Oh, lucy you know something i always wanted to tell you i am so deeply respectful about you actually did me singing diamonds our girl's best friend on your spec the reason it means so much to me is i know it comes out of all the love in the world you know i know that you have to really respect somebody in order in order to want to I'm embarrassed that you
2: even mention it because the marvelous way that you do those impressions and I had never done any before of any kind I had never done Judy I had never done you I had never done anybody and there I was up there trying to do three or four famous people and I knew nothing about it but I had
1: a it ball came out screamingly funny. But they, uh, I watched it with a whole family that that uh, another family that don't know you at all and they howled so I know it was all right I uh, just wanted to say good night to you and goodbye
2: because it'll be some time before we'll be back but I will see you uh, the next time I come in town when are you
1: coming well I
2: don't know but you'll still be playing a year or so from now and then I'll be waiting for your road tour, and when you do come out to California, yeah. you must come to our home and, and, and have an evening somehow, either after the theater or before yes. the theater or a Sunday afternoon or something.
1: I would love to hear Hopper. Hedda Hopper loves your home, and she loves Gary. Yes. She says, do you know why Lucy looks so pretty these days? She's in love. That's what Hedda Hopper
2: said well, to me. Well, we're very happy, and it does make a difference, doesn't it? Yeah, it does, not it? All right, darling, I'm going to let you run along now. You've had a long, hard day, and I'll see you the next time we're in town.
1: All right, Lucy. Oh, I'm going to listen to
2: your program. Well, I don't know if you get up that early. Oh, what time? Although I guess in the New York area it's 1.35. Something like that. Oh,
1: in the afternoon. So maybe.
2: But you you don't blink and you don't make any noise with pots and pans because it's only about ten minutes and you'll miss it. (laughs) So just don't run from one room to the next because that's not allowed.
1: All right, sweetie. Good night
2: and God bless. Goodbye, dear. Bye.